What's hiding in Sam's closet? <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig. Um, questions we have for Sam. <laughs> Next week's no. interview, Sam. No, thank we'll you. get to the bottom of that closet. Burning <laughs> Best of luck. I haven't even made it that far. Okay, so are we going to jump right in then? Yes. Let's do it. Two feet. Okay. <laughs> you want me to you want me to go Take okay away. take it away and we're live in <laughs> welcome back to how to be queer um this is chris <laughs> and this is sam and today we've got some very special guests for you um and we will let them introduce themselves because i didn't think to ask what you wanted us to introduce you as so tell us what you want us to call you and then tell us your pronouns okay um yep i am the lovely rachel uh says female and i just identify as queer lovely queer ecstatic queer queer in here ecstatic queer yeah uh i'm maddie just just maddie's fine um i identify as uh cis female as well and my pronouns are she her she her as well for me yeah. Oh, love to hear it. Love to see it. Oh my God, love same. <laughs> oh my God, same. Oh my God. I use them too, but only occasionally. And it's only when people perceive me as she. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we won't get into that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot to unpack. And maybe we won't do that today. <laughs> You're both cis female cool. Um, how do you feel? Um, I guess then. So most of your like coming out journey has been about your sexuality then. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, no gender coming out for either of us. As we know of yet, we will find as out maybe yet. one day. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> we all know it's a long journey. So yeah, as we it all really know. is. <laughs> I'm very expressive in terms of, you know, clothing and such like that. But as of right now, yeah, definitely feel confident cis female for sure. I love it. And Maddie, you feeling confident cis female for sure right now? I do. Absolutely. Like, I do think I have my days, you know, more feminine days, more masculine days, just depends on how you feel. Right. I like that. Cis female, like that's who, that's, that's what I was born as. That's what feels the best comfortable. So we're going to stick with that. She likes her boobies. (laughs) (laughs) And then some days you don't like them. Right. And you're like, get these things off my body. So we'll jump in. All right. So, um, I was very fortunate enough to see y'all when you were on the Island, not too long ago, you guys did a cross country freaking van life. Frick. Yeah. Hell yeah. So how long were you guys on the road for all in all, babe? I think it was what, like, Two and a half months. I like to say three, but two and a half is when you take out hotels, right? I mean, yeah, you can't do it too much for long stretches the way that we were because it wasn't, you know, we weren't doing glorified land like van life. I would love to call it like just hatchback life if I could. Your setup was pretty mint though. It was pretty mint, but I wish like hatchback life was like a new hashtag that was as popular (laughs) as van life. But it's just not like every time I say like, oh, I did van life. People are like, oh, cool. And then I show them when I did it. And they're like, you got to start it yourself. I'm like, yeah, I know. But it, it was it did us well, you know, and like you said, our setup was good. We enjoyed the camping aspect of it as much as we could. The cooking outside, the painting outside, the heat waves. The the yeah. Way to choose your time because it's never that hot. Like it's hot here. Like 
you've probably noticed like when this well, it's not like humid like ontario well bc's on heat- fire so oh yeah but like <laughs> yeah, but the, the heat was like nuts and i had never i don't think i ever had a summer like that growing up so it was yeah, nuts the, the heat was so crazy and then like the smog on top of it you're just like it's just that like dry heat out there um but yeah we uh, like luckily we had um you know hotels and stuff like that available to us so we, we just ended up doing that on nights that it was like unbearable. I found out that like Maddie's version of being hangry, like is <laughs> when she's warm, like when she's yeah. warm, don't, don't poke the bear. Cause it's just, <laughs> yeah. Get me in an air conditioned building and leave me there for a few days. Yeah. I feel you. I don't like being hot. Do it. I love to be hot. Oh my God. It's my favorite. I can't I even know. handle. Sometimes I would just be basking and like, I like quite frankly I'd be sitting there cold and I would actually feel guilty to say it because she would be like feeling almost ill she was so hot and I'm like can we turn the air conditioning off but you know I just threw on a sweater for you love worked out is it okay if we like take it back a little bit I want to know first of all because I feel like I love talking about this journey but I want to know where it started I want to know how it all began I want to go right to the beginning and be like how we get into this even you know what I'm saying like I want to get right to the root the root is how did you two meet? Yeah, meeting, we met through an app, um, you know, typical millennial style. Um, and basically we were kind of pen pals for the first little while. Maddie lived about two hours, maybe in traffic away from me. So we never really made the efforts to see each other. We were both working full time. You know how it is, um, but we're both working busy lives, but we were both really engaged. And the thing that I like liked about Maddie was that we never really, you know, it came to the part where it was like, okay, we're not texting often, but when we do text, it's like filled with lots. And there was a lot of like feelings and passion within our messages that when Maddie inevitably just messaged me one day being like, Hey, like, let's meet up. I got free tickets. It was like, kind of like a spontaneity thing. We just like met up one day, drove to the city, both of us. Cause like, we're both not from Toronto. Um, but yeah, we, we went to a Jays game. Maddie's mom's friend, like gave her the tickets for free, plugging her. Don't even really know her name, but thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you made us a thing. Um, I remember sitting at that baseball game and like, I was just trying to like spark, like, you know, small conversation with Maddie. And it was just kind of like questions like, yeah, like, what's your middle name and things like that. And like Maddie, I remember she was like, yeah, like guess. And I was like, oh, this girl's like so annoying. I hate people that are like, guess my name. And then, but then inevitably she was just like, yeah, just like it's, it starts with an M like, I was like Mary and I got it right away. So it was kind of a good feeling. The look on her face too was so cute. I was just like, okay. That's when her head doubled in size. Oh, I love like We genuinely spent at that point six hours together. I think it was because after the game, we went to the rec room. You know how it is. We went to... I think it was like we watched a drag show, Cruise and Tangos. Oh, fine. So we had a very long... We made our way around the city. Amazing day. I crawled back to my sister's at like six in the morning. Sounds like a, like an average lesbian date. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like to say. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It worked out really well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what, hun, what was it? Three weeks later, we were in Cuba on vacation together. Oh my gosh. Stereotypical lesbian. Yeah. Love it. We moved in like couple months later and uh we ended up back in my hometown of Brampton yeah and we lived there together for a year through the pandemic 
we met by the way pre-covid so everything was just which we're so thankful for normal life like there was nothing nothing wrong and then we went through covid together for like a year living in brampton and then um we just had enough of it like we were both working 50 60 hour weeks yeah through covid and trying not to get sick and you know keeping your head down and being in lockdown and we just finally decided one day to like quit our jobs and we moved out west and we applied to like a ski resort and we just wanted to be like ski bums for a season and I'd never been really anywhere travel wise so it was a huge leap for me but it was absolutely amazing and we obviously never came back for a lot longer than we planned but it was an amazing summer as well it's hard to leave once you come here for sure how was like having like a fresh relationship during covid what was that like do you think it like well, clearly it, it worked out well in your favor. Like y'all are still together. That's awesome. But did you find that like bonded you quicker than it would have maybe on like a, a you know, po- pre-COVID life? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We were, we were honestly super fortunate to like meet and get to go through like quite a few months before COVID was even a thing. Like we experienced such normal life together and got to do things that not a lot of couples get to do these days. Like you know, everyone, like nobody can see each other. Dating was just so weird for so many people. And like, we were pretty fortunate to have felt pretty settled by the time COVID kicked in. And, you know, we had someone to quarantine with and, you know, we just kind of did our own thing after that. But we were very fortunate for that, I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like Maddie said, when she says quarantine, like neither of us even really had to experience a full two week quarantine at any point. Super fortunate. Like we both worked, um, full-time and like I was at Amazon Maddie was at Harvey's and we stayed safe throughout the whole thing masks sanitizer all the bits I only ended up getting tested once and that was like a scare and like the people at work like basically made me get it because I like told them I had a headache and they were like oh go so you know it was one of those things but in terms of being together and having it bring us closer um you know for me being in a new city and my family being back in Barrie where they were, uh, my sister being in Toronto, that was probably the hardest part was like not being able to see them. Cause like our lifestyle was quite still the same in a sense. Like we would still make dinners at home. We had just moved into a condo. So when we first moved into the condo before COVID like initially kicked in, we were still in our honeymoon phase. People would call it. We were still making dinners together. The fun thing in our like relationship date night would be like, you know, doing each other's makeup or like having a paint night or there was you know, no flaws, like no flaw stage. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Best behavior. You're not trying to fuck up. Like, yeah. So yeah, it definitely did stage. bring us close closer, but there was some like quarrels obviously within that first like seven months. And then within the, like our second move as well to BC brought you know, more growth and everything like that too. Moving around with people is really oh yeah a good way. Like first of all, we had each other in the apartment and then Maddie and I moved out to BC and we had even more roommates. So like adding those two people into the mix was like, we learned even more about each other and like the way that we live with other people too. It was cool to see good dynamics. So did you like, <clears throat> what kind of were the, not conditions, like what, what was the house like in Brampton and what was like your living conditions like when you were on the road? Like, how have you like I don't know if that makes sense. Like, have you been in like close proximity to each other this whole time, (laughs) like for two years? It drastically changed. I think honestly, like with us, we were both working like so much. We barely saw each other. We kind of 
yeah. you know, we'd see each other pretty late at night and then that was it. And like, Rachel was always gone way before me in the morning and things like that. Like, yeah, we had very separate lives. And then we put ourselves in this like little Ford focused car and decided to go like nomadic. And we, we somehow survived it. You know, you're in, <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't have secrets after something like that. Like you definitely learn everything about each other for sure. And I mean, it gives you so much time to like connect and bond, you know, those moments that you have with yourself in the car where you're just like in deep thought and you're just like, Oh, I wish I had someone to share that thought with like on the road. There's so many of those moments where you're just sitting there in silence. And then all of a sudden someone's like, Hey, I'm saying this out loud. And then you go on like a half an hour to an hour tangent. It's just the best. Everyone loves road trips. We basically did it all summer seeing new places. And like, although we had those, you know, hiccups or the heat wave madness, like, you know, angry bursts or me with my hangry, like tendencies and things like that too. Um, it, we definitely tried to look at all the positives that came from it over those. <laughs> how did, um, how was your experience um, traveling as uh, a queer couple? across the country like was it okay like Canada is kind of um you know it's a place it has its <laughs> hot spots where yeah. you just know you can't go and then yeah. other places you're like oh no this is totally fine yeah. um and yeah small small communities in BC and like Alberta and like literally anywhere it's gonna be rough so yeah it's definitely pretty hostile and you kind of can tell where it is like you know Canada's not perfect and I mean, you can like even hotels, we would, you know, you walk in and it's kind of like, okay, so it's two queen beds kind of thing. And we're like, no, we're a couple, like, like one bed is fine or things like that. Or people assume that you're going to split the bill. Like it's not one bill at a restaurant, things like that. Um, But I mean, we kept our heads down in places we didn't feel fully comfortable. And, you know, big cities is kind of where we preferred to stop. Like if we were sleeping, things like that, just because like, you know, we don't want to be judged or thought of differently. Van life is like such an amazing experience. And you do hear horror stories of like that being ruined for some people. So yeah, it's terrible. We're out and proud, but you know, we do make sure to be safe as well because we are in a perfect world. Either Totally. Right? Like if I'm, if I'm in somewhere where like in an area where I feel like, okay, this is very rural, you know, people are staring, it's very small towns. Like I'm not going to go out of my way to make them feel uncomfortable just to hold your hand. Like it's like, it's very unfortunate, but at the end of the day, like I'm going to keep my safety at like the forefront. And I'm just going to like, if we're shopping, I'll hold your hand later, like kind of thing. But, and I hope that that's not always like that for travelers. Like, you know, there's a big community, um, and, and the, the, the van life community is so diverse in, in the sense anyways, you know, there's um, solo female van lifers that are targeted. There's, you know, um, black people that are targeted and things. And it's just, you really need to make sure that you are doing everything you can to be safe. We always played it like buddy, buddy. Like we didn't go into Walmart's alone, even to pee or anything like that. Cause you just, you never know what could happen in terms of like, the buddy system I really felt safe all the time was there any instances that you had to like genuinely play up that you were just like that you were got you were both friends or anything like that like was there any like specific areas that you kind of had actual like not actual but like more difficulty than than other places aside from like the kind of passive things where it's like 
splitting the bill or assuming that you need two beds and things. Once you get away from like bigger cities and you definitely can tell that a lot of people are more reserved, but, um, I mean, we did a pretty good job. We'd get cat called a lot, or we'd get looked at, or if we rented a campground, we were kind of like, okay, well, I don't know. People just seem a bit more judgmental, but yeah. that, like we were, we were pretty okay. That's good. I'm glad you guys had a safe trip. <laughs> can't ruin our trip yeah no but it's parking lots like pulling like way too many hours of driving to get to where we wanted to go because we were so excited yeah waking up to the most amazing views and canada is honestly beautiful like if you drive Mm -hmm. across the whole country i've done it by myself which is like kind of boring (laughs) i wouldn't necessarily recommend it but um you got to do it together and you got to see those things like together that's so cool i don't think i'd do it again I don't like, think I'd ever do it again. Yeah, would you do it I'm again? tapped out. I've done it enough. Maddie, would you do it again? <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. I think we have such a beautiful country and like it feels super cool to drive drive across it. It really does. It's, if you take your time and you honestly see things and make it feel like not a job, like a chore, you know, you're, mm-hmm. I, as long as you're not in a rush. But if you take your time like and really do see things, it makes it did all you work. Did you both stop at the Winnie the Pooh? No. What? what? There's a Winnie the Pooh. Is it in Saskatchewan? No, it's in Ontario. I think it's in like oh, White fuck River. It is. Yeah. Your, yeah. It's and in it's the Ontario, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's the so first happy. time we ever, my family. So like, obviously, I'm, I was born in Nanaimo, but I moved. Uh, I moved between Nanaimo and Barry like fucking four or five times at this rate. There's a photo of little me with my teddy bear by the Winnie the Pooh. And then the last time when I moved to Ontario, what was it, five years ago when <clears throat> my ex and <laughs> there's like a photo of me at 19 holding my teddy outside the Winnie the Pooh. That thing's my favorite fucking thing ever. I love it so much. Like I didn't even really watch Winnie the Pooh, but that thing is so fucking cool. It's a dying <laughs> That's my tangent. Just throwing it out there. Ontario thing. What were Whatever. your two like? What good. were your two favorite sites to see? Rachel, you start. Um, for me, I really loved like Tofino. That was amazing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of like, I'm gonna go for you because I'm just bursting with so many things. Okay, go. <laughs> Marine Lake in um, Banff. Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. Gorgeous. We that was the first time actually we ended up seeing like a grizzly bear right on the front trailhead. And like there was people blowing horns and stuff everywhere. And we were like 20, 10 feet from a grizzly bear, I swear. <gasps> that was phenomenal. Like that was the first bear we'd seen on our trip. And it was a grizzly and it was just unreal. Um, have to say the big nickel, as cheesy as it is. <laughs> I've it so many times, but until you stop and say that you've stood in front of the big nickel, you're not Canadian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything. Vancouver is stunning. It's like visually, it's so beautiful. The mountains everywhere, but it's. Oh, what more can you ask for, right? I mean, except being a millionaire. Like I know, seriously. You've got your ocean, you've got your city, everything that you need. Seriously, I don't think that could get any. It's just not a very social city. That's the only downfall to it. They're like we do yoga all day. Yeah, and there's like (laughs) thirty fucking tacofinos there, which is so frustrating because everyone who goes to the tacofinos, they're like, I like went into one. And we didn't even know we were at a Tacofino. And we were like, are we, are we at a Tacofino? And they're like, you don't know you're at Tacofino. And I was like, okay, pipe down. Okay, the original <laughs> Tacofino is in Tofino. I do not have time for this. You are not the same. You are not cut from the same cloth. 
for people that want to take the ferry over to their islands. They're like, we'll just save you the trouble. And yeah. you can try that food a little bit closer to home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you, did you go to Takafino? No, we didn't. Honestly, I think it probably was off our radar because I'm fully vegetarian too. So they have vegetarian. It's the island. What do you mean? It's the island. <laughs> it's the island. Everyone's vegan. Just be a bunch of freaking fish. Goes to show how much we honestly we were we were trying to do so well with like cooking our own food. In the I car. don't blame oh, you. Interesting. So, oh yeah. So how did that work? Like on the road? Well, we had like a full camping stove, like table top, like counter situation all stuffed into like this ccm hockey bag situation on the roof of our car that's hilarious um yeah tailgated it around everywhere with us and pulled up sites sometimes would make meals and it was basically like it was it was all right i mean we didn't do as well as we planned but yeah definitely didn't hit up tacofino we hit up like some other place that sold just a fry i think i just got like a poutine or something can't go wrong with a classic poutine though can't go wrong well you guys have to come out here again and go to talk if you know them <laughs> Such a good i'm idea. serious it is the best fucking tacos like the burritos 100%. our friend just moved out to kimberly and we have been invited to go see her so if she's still mm-hmm. got a couch we can crash on maybe we'll be um kimberly soon <laughs> this is not the end of this juicy conversation You can catch part two coming up in two weeks, November 23rd. We'll be back in your feeds on that day. See you then.